listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Uh, by the way, I would just like to uh, thump my chest a little bit here and just let you know my uh, my wireless printer network is working fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Mister, I don't know how to do it. Well, I, I, listen, I know how to use my printer. I just, uh-huh. I just, we uh-huh. just couldn't get it to go mm-hmm. wireless. Yeah, just can't get you. Can't seem to figure we, out the internet. We had to use the hard wire. Uh, way to go, Luddite. <laughs> nice <laughs> by, job, by the way, Luddite. You know, it's funny. We got an email yesterday when we were talking about you bought the printer over the weekend right, yeah. and you hooked it up Sunday. Yeah, right? I actually, it's funny because I hooked up a wireless printer. I don't know why I'm so proud of this, but I guess because I got it to work the first time. Like, I didn't have to call tech support or something. Oh, we were, uh, we tried many times yes, yes, to see, get it to work and couldn't do it. But I, I may have to rethink about my placement for it because now every time, if, I mean, I'm, it's not like I go home and just print stuff out for the fun of it, but every time I've used the printer now, it, it sleeps, you know, like everything else yeah. in your house. You, you know, when you yeah. don't have it on for a while, it just sort of powers down. But my, one of my dogs has a dog bed that's in the vicinity of the printer. So if I hit print on something in like my home office room, I can hear the printer come to life and the dog jumps up and starts barking at it. So that's awesome, <laughs> which is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually, th- this is funny because Lisa emailed us yesterday, who's a, who's a regular listener. She goes, what the hell do you guys need to print that you each bought printers? Everything is basically paperless now. But there's there's always some record keeping you need. No, and, you got to keep your taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. You got to keep a hard copy of that stuff for, what, seven years, something like that? You should. And, yeah, just and in case. My wife's job sometimes requires copious amounts of printing. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, you should keep a hard copy of some stuff because hard drives fail. I, and things listen, get lost, and I'm not putting anything in the cloud. I don't think it's that unusual that I couldn't hook up that wireless printer. Okay, well, it is. Just everybody knows how to use Hang the printer. No, everyone knows how to do it. Let me check on something. Who's, right. who's there? This is Scott. Scott, do you have a printer in your house? I have a wireless printer. Did you uh-huh. si- did you set it up yourself? I did. Jerk. See? What are you, big time in me? Yep. Mark's the only guy that doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm not the only guy. Who yeah, you are. Know yeah, how to do yeah, it. yeah, apparently you are. Oh, uh, this is great. Uh, <laughs> Neanderthal, you want? I can go you one better than scaring your dog with your wireless printer. I found out that I can print from my cell phone. So while I was in Texas, I would print at home. My wife was not amused. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a great practical the printer, joke. The printer oh. just because the printers make a ton of noise. Oh yeah, when they start turning off. And think about this: you're in Texas, you're a couple hours ahead. So imagine it's like eight o'clock in the morning in Texas. It's still only six o'clock in the morning here, right? And the printer suddenly comes alive. Oh my god, that would scare the hell out of somebody. That's a fun gag. That's a great gag. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm, and then I'm, of course I'm, you see in the paper the next day. What, the paper you read on the internet the next day: woman shoots printer after yes. <laughs> after exactly. ghost starts printing out stuff. No, I'm. Good. I just hooked my thing up to the uh, the Commodore sixty four yes, with the exactly. hardwire, and yes, I am uh, exactly. Yeah, we now go live to Mark's house as he as he's getting ready to set up his very intricate, detailed wire wireless system. Yeah, here. that's me dialing up the internet right there. <laughs> Mark and For some Mark and Neanderthal fake facts. All right, we'll throw some out at you. Some fake news, alternative facts mixed together and served up as fake facts. Yep, just keep in mind everything you're about to hear has been fabricated from the minds of Mark and Neanderthal or submitted by some of our very, very creative listening audience. You're always invited to do so by emailing mark at kslx.com or neanderthal at kslx.com. Yeah, for instance, David Stevens sent this one in. You know, there is a, a new splinter group forming from the hashtag MeToo movement. Oh, is there really? Yes. I had no idea. This one consists of 30-year-olds who are still virgins. Uh, they go by the moniker hashtag me neither. All right, yes. <laughs> hashtag not me. <laughs> 
Nice. This one was sent in by a Mark and Paul listener whose name I actually have lost because uh, his email address is genius. So yes, okay. I, I, I think it's I Mark in Mesa. I'm not sure if it's Mark. It could be Stephen Mesa. I think I'm it's not Stephen sure. Mesa. Stephen Mesa. There you go. Talking about noted blues guitar player Kenny Wayne Shepherd. You know who he is, right? Yes. He's basically the new Stevie Ray Vaughan. He's that guy. Well, he was. Yeah, he's great. Kenny Wayne Shepherd's been cited several times by Louisiana state officials. That's where he lives for failure to keep his animals under control. That would be Kenny Wayne Shepherd's crime. Especially his dogs. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Married to Mel Gibson's daughter, by the way. I didn't know that. Yeah, true story. When it came to lovemaking, the man who sang Naughty Naughty and St. Elmo's Fire in the 80s used right. only the missionary position. Is that right? So all his girls wound up being under par. The John Parr joke for anybody that didn't get that. That one was burning. Burning in me. I see what you're like saying. Like St. Elmo's fire. fire. Yeah, yeah. Time after it Spanish. Was a, it was a naughty, naughty joke is what that was. Jesse, it's time for you guys uh, time out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. It's Mark and Neanderthal. We're talking to Peoria native Tiny, who is on the phone with us. Uh, Tiny, we're going to do time out for Spanish. And for those who don't know how to play, here's how it goes. We give you a Spanish phrase, and then you translate it with the help of three English language choices. Are you ready, Tiny? Yes, sir. Okay, Pequeño, here comes your Spanish phrase. No tengo ni una cerveza, tengo una cubierta protectora para mis abdominales duros de roca. Did you hear that? Yes, I did, but I'd like to hear it again. You got it. No tengo ni una cerveza, tengo una cubierta protectora para mis abdominales duros de roca. All right, Pequeño, that means one of the following. Is it A, light travels faster than sound. This is why some people appear bright until they open their mouths. B, I always take life with a grain of salt, plus a slice of lemon and a shot of tequila. Or C, I don't have a beer gut, I have a protective covering for my rock-hard abs. Oh, I have to go with C on that one. Of course, yes, yes. Those are standard issue in Peoria, aren't they? Absolutely. All right, congratulations, Tiny. You have won in Time Out for Spanish. Sweet. Time Out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. Mark and Neanderthal in the morning. Joe Walsh did that with the Eagles when he was here in town. And, yeah, you uh, have just enough time to pay off your credit card bill for that show to be able to afford Paul McCartney tickets. Yes, exactly. Um, got, got tickets yesterday. Many did. Because, what are you, big time in me? Uh, no, I'm just saying I got tickets yesterday, although the prices were big time. Uh, if you want the, you know, I'm, there's probably still a few left, but most of them went yesterday. But, you know, LiveNation.com. I right, got well, tickets for I, that I guess, show. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing as the show gets closer, we may have a ticket or two to give you. I would think so. Yeah, and and the ticket won't get or the show won't get closer for a little while. It's yeah, in it's June. June of next year. Now, <laughs> McCartney's got the new album out, which I've heard some tracks from. They sound very good. You know, we obviously he's a he's a it's actually Smith. number one. 
Yeah, good for him. Number one album, like his first number one album in thirty something years. You know, it's weird. It's timing. A lot of it is, you know, a lot of that's timing. He's done a ton of publicity. In fact, he's done so much publicity. He's telling stories that maybe some people wish he hadn't have told. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't seem to have hurt his sales, does it? No. The uh, seems to be doing just fine. The masturbation story is. I've seen that on on late night talk shows. I've seen uh, other people talk about it. But you know, I think that's a manifestation of age, though. I think when you get older, you're just kind of like, I don't care. Yeah. It Dylan. You know what I mean? He just steps up and just says, you know what? Yeah, everybody does it. We just did it in a group setting. Yes. They all, you know, they all took care of themselves. Him and John Lennon, a couple other guys from the entourage. That's a hell of a partnership. We did everything together. I I think it might have been the first Lennon-McCartney collaboration. It could be, yes, yes, yes. What they cleaned up, anyway. Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) It was, it's such a weird story because they're all sitting around, the five of them. They don't have any money at this point in their career because it's early on. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there were no women, no drugs around, so they, they, they each made their own fun separately, but in the same room. Well, you know, you're, you know, at birth, if you're a guy, and you know this, maybe even girls too, but the toy is a little bit smaller, but you're given a toy at birth. Yes. One that you can play with whenever you feel like it, and sometimes you like feel like playing when you're around friends. Right. And sometimes it gets caught on tape. Two, one, two, three. They did. Yeah. They eventually went on to change the words. And yeah, I would think so. Like yeah, that, that was, that's an early demo of that song. Mark and Neanderthal. Stupidity. It's a four-cylinder uh, cylinder, four-syllable word. That means so much. Four-cylinder. It's fuel injected. Also, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of uh, the, the little idiots in their little cars making stupid noises. That's what our dumbass does. They make stupid noises and do stupid things, and we point them out. That's why it's time for the Mark and Neanderthal Dumbass of the Day. Yeah, it's up there at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page at kslx.com, and this happened in Dyer, Indiana just a couple of Sundays ago. Dyer's a, actually a suburb of Chicago. It's just over the border. Oh, okay. So Brian Stewart ripped off a Jewel Osco store and ran into the parking lot where Diana Krask was waiting behind the wheel of a stolen mini van to help Brian get away. By the way, you know you're in a small town when there's still an Osco drug in there. Yeah. I mean, you, are you kidding me? Those are still around? I think they are. Well, even anyway, there's one here. Uh, Brian hopped in and Diana took off. Police pursued them, but they actually backed off after a while because speeds got so high. They're like, this this is not safe. We're going to let them go. At one point, though, Diana ran a red light, hit another car, and the minivan flipped over. Oh, boy. Brian and Diana got out of the minivan. They dragged a woman sitting at a light out of her car. They got in to drive off. They discovered that the car had been shut off and there were no keys in it and the woman had run off. This is like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. The video game. Well, at this point, I'm sure Brian's starting to hear the Benny Hill music going around and around in his head. Yeah. Next up, Brian got out of that car, ran across the street to a Walgreens parking lot and made a dash for a car that was idling in a parking spot. I stand corrected. That is a major metropolitan area. They've got an Osco and a Walgreens. That's right. Yeah. Who wouldn't have thought? Brian then tried 
tried to pull the driver out of this idling car. But that driver was bodybuilder Ed McCracken. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and it was a let's severe spot, mismatch. Let's spot where this story went yes. wrong. Yes. As uh, <laughs> bodybuilder Ed's chiseled physique was way too much for Brian, Ed wrapped Brian up, slammed him to the pavement, and pinned Brian in place until police arrived. Other bystanders did the same to Diana, who was also arrested. Yeah, yeah, you ran into the wrong road, Rage, son. Yes. That's awesome. Rule of thumb, don't get into a test of strength with bodybuilder Ed McCracken. Ed McCracken. So Brian and Diana will make them double <laughs> dumbasses of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. Mark and Neanderthal. Talk about this Sky Harbor thing from Sunday. It's a national story now. You know what? It's I, gone national. I really think this guy got off way too light. I mean, I, listen, I don't want the, I don't want anybody to get in trouble if we can avoid it. But when you do something stupid, you should pay more than a price of. See, here's what happened. Okay. He was dropping his girlfriend off early, like 6.30 on Sunday morning. All right. And he, you know, you go up the ramp. It's terminal 4, the biggest terminal. You go up the ramp to the departures. Yeah, there's two different ways to go. If somebody's flying, and, and look, it's good. It's laid out right. If somebody is landing, you let, go down the bottom there. You, yeah. you pick them up, yep. and, they, and you, it's, you just keep rolling through. If you're letting somebody go, you go up the ramp, and you let somebody off, and, the, and they go. And you keep rolling and through. And you keep rolling through, yeah. This guy didn't And they do, do a pretty good job at Sky Harbor versus other airports. Like, if you've ever been to LAX, it's a nightmare. So this guy just pulls up there, pulls over the curb, and gets out with his girlfriend and goes in with her. Yeah, just leaves the car there, the in, car in, there. which is, by the way, a no-loading zone. If this, you ever watched, if you ever watched Airplane, the white zone is for the loading and unloading of passengers only. There's, there's no parking in a white zone. There's signs all over the place right. at the airport. They're all over the place. You can't just park anywhere you feel like it, right. especially in the airport. Right. The airport's where you got to be on. You got to be on high alert for everything because they're on high alert for everything. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like we're being the, the get off my lawn guys. This is just. This this is common sense. So all he got for this whole thing, the airport shut down. That terminal shut down for over four hours. Yeah, it was shut down all all morning, Sunday morning. Hundreds of flights were yeah. delayed. Hundred, like at least a hundred were canceled. Like if anybody was flying back in from L.A. after the uh, Sun Devils game, they were screwed. And one hundred and twenty seven bucks was that's all, it. Was was all he's got to pay for this? Yeah, and and it's insane. I mean, that, that's a very. If we were standing in line at the TSA and we mentioned the word bomb, we'd get in a hell of a lot more trouble. Right, yeah. If you're sitting in the in the waiting area uh, and you're talking about, oh, I don't know, you're, you're looking at the highlights from the ASU game. You see a guy throws the ball and go, wow, that guy dropped a huge bomb. Boom! You would get a whole bunch of guys would come out and the, yeah. the men in black would bring you into a room. you get security screens and all that stuff. This guy got a ticket, and I think it was a $52, $52 ticket, ticket and, and $75 yeah. towing fee. So 127 bucks. he got to shut down the airport for four hours on a Sunday to me, that's a federal offense. Yeah, I think I think the punishment should be much more. I say we kill him. Yeah. I say we hang him, then we kill him. Yeah. I say we stop him. Yeah. Then we tattoo him. Yeah. Then we hang him. Yeah. And then we kill him. Yeah. I say we let him go. No. And he, no, 
doesn't, guy should He know. doesn't get out of this, even if he can dance in big shoes to tequila. Right, He exactly. still doesn't get out of it. Now, did you see pictures of the car? The car is completely wrecked because... They had to tear it up? The, the TSA and airport security and the police went in and just ripped that car apart looking for explosives. Yeah. Turns out it's a rental car. Right. And he is screwed. I, look, I, I applaud the police for destroying it. Good. They, That's they, what he gets for parking it there. They had bomb-sniffing dogs who thought they were onto something. So he, they, should be, yeah. he, he should be incarcerated. He should be charged federally. Um, and he should be responsible for the cost of the car. Unless, of course, he bought the insurance. Hey, guys. I know how we could punish that guy. Okay. From now on, he has to pay airport prices for food. <laughs> well, that's cruel and unusual punishment. That we don't do that in this country. Airport prices for food, a serious <laughs> impediment to wealth building. <laughs> Now, you knew that somebody was going to be listening. We were talking about the guy who who parked at the airport and then left his car in the in the departure area on Sunday and caused a four hour shutdown of Terminal Four at Sky mm-hmm. Harbor. Mm-hmm. And that guy should be charged federally for it. The, and and all he got was a fifty two dollar ticket, and he's got a seventy five dollar towing expense. Of course, he's got to explain to the rental company why the car was completely bashed in. And congratulations to the TSA and uh, and Phoenix Police Department for wrecking that car. That's what you should have done. Tear it apart to try and find if there's anything dangerous in yeah, there. Well, you know, they had a bomb-sniffing dog sure. who, who gave them the indication that there was something wrong. There right, wasn't, that, which is good, but mm-hmm. they had to go into the car. They had to get at it. But we got a, got a cabbie who was stuck. Oh. And I didn't think about this. Once they shut the airport down, you can't leave. Can't do anything. Nobody can go it's anywhere. locked down. Secured. Locked down. Yeah. You were there for a, a cab, cab driver, Kevin. You were there for how long? A little over three hours. Ugh. With a passenger. Yeah. And and I'm sure the passenger was thrilled also. Yeah, they missed their flight. She was just fit to be tied. It was just stupid, you know. Hi, it's Mark Neanderthal. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about that uh, guy on the airport runway. Yeah, yeah. I, I was flying in from uh, Massachusetts on two hours sleep boarding at 625 when they canceled our flight. I paid more money to get a room to stay there for another night because my flight got canceled because of that guy. You were wicked pissed, weren't you? (laughs) I was wicked pissed. Of course you were. Why wouldn't you be? The whole trauma's given her this terrible accent. Yeah, she's got a stammer and everything. She sounds wicked, wicked upset about the whole thing. Way down last night for the Emmy Awards show. I didn't watch. Yeah, I think that's just a sign of the times, too. TV is so spread out now amongst streaming and cable and regular TV right. that, you know, you just hard to grab a lot of people's interest because there's so many other things to check out. But I thought one of the cool things was that the guy who was the Fonz, Henry Winkler, like 43 years later, finally won an Emmy. Yeah, and, 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 and this was a pretty good speech. Okay. I only have 37 seconds. I wrote this 43 years ago. Okay. Okay. Can I just say, Skip Brittenham said to me a long time ago, if you stay at the table long enough, the chips come to you. And tonight, I got to clear the table. That's pretty cool. He goes on to thank his his agents and all that stuff like that. It's a great message about persistence. And just showing up will get you a lot. Well, he's, you know, Henry Winkler's one of those guys, I, I, you know, I mean, other than the Fonz and Night Shift, he sort of disappeared, showed up in The Waterboy, and then disappeared. He did a lot of, like, he's done a lot of TV projects and one-off things, but hasn't been, hasn't had a real big hit 
so to speak, in a well, long time. I think he went a different direction. I think if you go back and you check his credits, you'll find he, he never really disappeared. He just did smaller things, and he went for kind of weird roles and sometimes lousy stuff. But he was in a movie called Holes, uh, Night right. Shift, like you mentioned. Um, and I think he purposely went towards the meek and mild and weak characters um, because the Fonz was such a cool, tough guy. He, to break that, I think he went the opposite direction. I don't know that there's any role he hasn't played or that he's played that hasn't been kind of a meek, sort of weak guy. Yeah, not since not since Happy Days. Yeah. No, and it's interesting because he's uh, in in this in the show that he got the Emmy for. It's Barry, which is a great show. Bill Hader uh, from the guy that played Stefan on uh, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Live. He's really funny. He's been in uh, Tropic Thunder. He does usually does sort of bit parts, yeah. but he's he's the lead role in this. Henry Winkler is an out of work sort of C level actor. He's the acting coach, he's right? A, who's now running you know uh, seminars and an acting you yeah. know a theater troupe. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that he's just doing it for the cash. But he's a terrible actor on the show. Right. But he's a great acting. He does a great job of acting like a terrible actor. Yeah. No, it's, no, he, it's a good show. And he's very, very fun to watch now. You know, yeah. you know what he did after the show last night? No. He went to the supermarket to pick up chicks. Of course he does, because yeah. that's where you go, the supermarket. Yeah. That's where the Fonz went. Yeah, that's where he would go. That's the best place to pick them up in the frozen food section. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7. KSLX. Welcome to a late night edition of What If, the show where I, Jake from State Farm, answer your insurance what ifs. We've got Sean on the line. What's up? Hey, Jake, what if I'm too stressed about my coverage to sleep? Like, what if I don't have enough? Or what if I need to change it? Oh, if you can't sleep, just give us a ring. We're available 24-7. At State Farm, we're there for your what ifs. Oh, great. What if I just take a little nap? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today.